Hey, welcome to Birth and Stuff. Before I get into the episode, I just want to let you know that I recorded it in my mom's home, so it wasn't the ideal setting for audio. So you're going to hear some refrigerator noises, street noises, maybe even an ice cream truck or whatever. Um, please forgive me on that. Uh, aside from that, my mom was super nervous at the beginning of the episode, as you can imagine. She's not used to public speaking, and especially not, you know, for a podcast where she's going to be recorded and listened to by who knows how many people. So, um, be kind. <laughs> Welcome to Birth and Stuff. I'm Karina, and today I have a very, very, very highly requested, in-demand guest, and that is my mom! Yay, (laughs) mama! Thank you, Miha. Welcome to Birth and Stuff, mom. How are you? Good, excited, nervous. Nervous? (laughs) I have been asking you about your I guess experience with birth and you know having I've always heard about my story and you driving yourself to the hospital and everything so it's always been something that we've talked about right yes and I've mentioned you and a lot of bits and pieces of your story on the podcast and everyone is always like wow you need to have your mom on as a guest Okay. And how do you feel about that? Well, we're finally here. We're finally doing it. Okay. For a very special Mother's Day episode of Birth and Stuff. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. Thank you. <laughs> Why are you so nervous? Oh, I don't know. It's <laughs> I just, I don't know what I'm going to remember. Um, hopefully, whatever you want to hear and learn from my my times of being pregnant (laughs) yeah okay well first um i want to ask you how do you feel about me and this podcast what do you think about it all i'm very proud that you're doing this um that you are um helping um new moms and even uh mothers with um experience that might not know about some issues with uh, pregnancies um, they might be going through and by listening to your podcast they're um, getting a little more information on what they're going through if they are right and get the, the help they need also um, I think it's a lot of um, orientation for new moms to, you know, look look for um, while they're going through their pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I I'm very proud of you doing oh, this. Thank you, mom. <laughs> I love that. I love that you said orientation for new moms. That I've never even thought of it that way. Like, that's a great idea. I'm going to start using that. Okay. It's like a little orientation for new moms of what to expect, either during pregnancy or even just trying to conceive, like, all of it. 
And that's why I enjoy doing this. It's just, you know, sharing not only my truths with people, but, you know, other people's stories. And like you said, if someone's listening and they're like, hey, I'm feeling all of those things right now. I'm feeling really anxious. I have scary thoughts and I thought I was alone. And then they're like, okay, I know what it is now or I have a better idea of what that might be. So that's really cool to think of it that way. Thank you, Mom. Yes, Mika. Uh, okay, well, let's start off with some basic stuff. Like, um, you were born in Mexico. You were born in uh, Zacatecas, Mexico. Fresnillo. In Fresnillo. And what was that like? Like, what was your childhood and your upbringing? I mean, just the, the quick uh, story version, I guess. Well, um, it was a happy um, childhood when we used to live at the place called Las Bombas. It was a very nice houses where my dad used to work and um, I remember they have this very nice gardens around uh, a fountain, mm-hmm. fountain. and um, it had like light colors around it so we used to play you know around the the area and it was very fun a very nice um we could um go in bikes or just just run around it or play ball it was uh it was nice we used to ride bikes Uh, well actually my bro my oldest brother used to ride the bike and he will take um two of us to school um so we did that until i think i was eight or nine years old when we had to move to the to the town where the school um was Mm -hmm. because he couldn't ride with three of us in the bike it was it was too much um to carry three of us plus him in a bike right so we had to move closer to the school but um, still, we have. I have a lot of uh, brothers and sisters, and it was fun. It was nice. That's what I was gonna get into. So you are the oldest female, right? Yes. Not oldest. The eldest female. Eldest. <laughs> <laughs> and um, growing up, you were the eldest of how many? Of twelve. Twelve brothers and sisters. Yes. What was that like? Well, it, it was okay being the the one taking care of my younger siblings, helping my mom, and I mean that's how I was raised. Sometimes she will be making tortillas in the morning for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I I was the one making breakfast, but I was like seven years old. Oh man, you were really young. Yeah. And, um, and I guess I learned a lot, you know, like a lot of the things that kids don't get to do until they're like maybe teenagers. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I saw everything like, like being normal because that's how, like my friends, neighbors and they were all going through the they same were, thing. Yeah, they were doing they were, the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I never, um, like, 
said this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm or, just a kid. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. no, and that never crossed my mind, not even crossed my mind. So I will be, you know, like giving bath bath to my younger brothers and sisters and changing pañales mm-hmm. <laughs> and um feeding them and I was always busy. But in the afternoon, we got to go out and play. It was the um, the, the the good part of it when my mom was not too busy and she could, you know, watch the kids, the younger ones. And I could go out with my friends and just play mm-hmm. for hours until it got dark and then we all go inside. But there was a... Um, when we used to live in, in Las Bombas, there was a lot of... Um, well, the the neighbors the neighbors um they had um, kids out about our age mm-hmm. that we were really good friends so we all got together and and play growing up going to school I remember I used to like going to school and learning and all that um usually getting good grades I was a regular student and then I got to go to middle school finish that. And um, even though I wanted to keep going to school to become a nurse, um, well, my 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 dad couldn't afford paying for my school. So yeah, I finished my middle school, and um, I was about fifteen years old. Um, so my dad was a really good uh, friend with. Uh, nuns at a hospital and um he brought me the he brought me there to ask the nuns if they could uh, train me to become a nurse's aide mm-hmm. and um i brought my friend with me because she wanted to do the same thing her family was really poor and they couldn't afford the school so uh, we started right away to learn about taking care of patients, injections, starting IVs, giving medicines. At 15? At 15 years old, I was doing that. Wow. So um, my dad had already uh, asked the the, the nuns to um, give me a test to see if I was um gonna be like if I was ready to become a nurse like if I if I had had it in me to to do it mm-hmm. so the next day there was a um a delivery in the morning right right when I got there and they brought me in the into the the delivery room and um they asked me to to help and just be there so yeah, I was there. The baby was born. They gave me the baby so I could wipe him off and clean all the blood and the fluids mm-hmm. that they come with. Um, I grabbed the baby, put him on the table, and I I wiped him. I cleaned him and I gave him like a sponge bath. Mm-hmm. And um, they got really surprised that I didn't. That was not afraid of blood or 
You were just like, okay. I was just doing it so normal that they said, oh, she's she's good. Yeah. <laughs> so. And that was your test then? That was my test. Ah. And I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I passed the test and they kept me and my friend. So um, after that, they will ask me every time they needed me to be in a delivery to come and help and I will do it. Um, the next the next thing um, to learn was to give injections. And um, there was people coming to the to the hospital just for like um, have injection and and go home. And I remember we used to um, um, take whoever. And one time there was this very skinny man. Um, and I was trying to find a good spot to, to give him the injection. And the nun was there watching me. And I did my, my measuring from the, the hip bone to the area where you're supposed to give the injection. And I pinched the, you know, the, the muscle uh-huh. and give the injection. And she said, good job. You figured it out. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I thought, oh, my God, what if I inject the, what if I poke the bone or. So um, after I remember the instructions and I did it, you know, I, and she said, good job. You did it right. I said, OK. <laughs> so little by little, I was learning the uh, starting the IVs um, the most difficult was like starting IVs on on little one on little kids mm-hmm. because small veins and but I was happy when I used to get these guys with really um, big veins and yeah that was easy so I was like okay this one is mine I'll do <laughs> it I started I'll start this one yeah <laughs> but um yeah that's how how it was uh, how it was in Mexico by those day those times because um, there there was not a lot of restrictions so you could learn um, like on the job training mm-hmm. and um, I learned a lot there and I after um, I think about a year um, I left to get a job and I start getting paid. So I started in a in a hospital that was only um, mainly deliveries, and also there were um, the miners will come to get a blood test. Mm-hmm. So it was just like drawing blood and and um, getting it ready for the for the chemist to come and do the testing and um, assist in the deliveries. So I worked there until um, maybe like a year and a half when I met my ex-husband. My dad. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, pause before we get into that. So you were 15, 16, 17, working with, you know, these nurses, these doctors, helping deliver babies had you seen birth or anything? Yes. You've, so oh, I, yeah. that's another question I had yeah. for you. Because I've never thought to ask, like, 
obviously my grandma had so many kids. Did she have them in a hospital? Did she have them at home? What was that like? Yeah, I forgot to mention that uh, when my youngest uh, brother was born, Cesar, I was at the hospital because sometimes when I I was getting trained, um, I used to, later on when I I learned more that I could um, change shifts, I could uh, work at night and um that was my mom coming to the hospital as a patient as a patient to deliver my brother oh my gosh so they took her to a delivery room that was um more um like distant from the delivery room they had like in the in the in the main patio uh we had a delivery room that um you know, like easy access for the patients. Uh-huh. Um, but they didn't bring her to that room because I was working. The, 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 the patient's rooms were around like a little patio. And we had like delivery rooms more, more. Um, they were constructing a bigger hospital, like uh, they were, they, they had all their new delivery rooms and the surgeries. Um, the ORs in in another area, so she they took her to deliver to the other delivery room. So I didn't get to go in into her room to assist or anything, but I could hear <laughs> that she was going through rough time. Yeah, having my brother, and um, they just um, asked me to come and and see my brother when he was born, and my mom was getting ready to come out to to her room. But yeah, I was there and I was the first one to see oh. Cesar, little one. Yeah. Yeah, he was so little. God. I yeah. wish I could talk to my grandma about all of her birth experiences. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Well, could you imagine? Did you ever, I mean, do you know the details of most of those or no. are you, you didn't know? No, because my mom was um, on the heavy side. So, uh, most of the times we didn't even know that she was pregnant. No way! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Because she used to wear like this, um, kind of like an apron. Uh huh. It was like um, like a house dress, like like a a house dress with the pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 she used to wear those like year round, like always. When I think of my grandma, that's how I think of her wearing one of those things. Yeah. So you would not even, I mean, me as a kid, I would not even suspect that she was pregnant until she, they will come home with a little baby. So she didn't know she was pregnant for most of those? No, no, she no. Did? She knew, but they she, were not, they will not talk to us like, oh, your mom is going to have another baby or um, what the your heck? mom is pregnant. No, sometimes like I remember from um, maybe when she had my sister... Rosa, and um, she was one of the last um, of my three youngest uh, brothers and sisters, Rosa, Beto, and Cesar, Mm -hmm. that I I remember more, you know, like her being pregnant. But for the other ones, I don't remember, like, thinking, oh, she's pregnant, or... No, we just um, 
we will just know that she's leaving and she's not home. We had to ta be taken to my grandma's house for like two, three days. And then she'll come, they'll come home with a baby. <laughs> Say, wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like it was like, most of us is like, um. some of us keep a year and some of us are like um. one year after the other. Uh-huh. Like every year. And there were two um, girls that they um, died. One was, I think, when she was a newborn, Margarita. And um, she was not even brought home. I think she was born. She was born dead. Mm -hmm. And then um, Rosa Maria, and she was, I don't remember if she was um, less than a year. And she got sick, and she did never recover, and she died. And um, and she would have been older than you. No, younger. Younger. Yeah, younger. I don't remember. She was after. I really don't remember who was she after. Um, because I was little. Mm -hmm. Um, but I remember Rosa Maria. And when Rosadelia was born, they asked me to name her. So I remember, because I, I remember the baby, I wanted Rosadelia to have her first name. Mm -hmm. So that's why she got Rosadelia. That's pretty. Yeah. And then, um, and then that's how um, end up being 12 pregnancies. And 10 of us uh, was 10, I mean, four girls and six boys. Yeah, but I I don't remember the the um, order of how who was after who, mm -hmm. like uh, who um who was uh, Margarita after or in between because we were like a boy girl, mm -hmm. boy girl, boy girl until um there was um two boys um like. After, one after the other. Um, yeah, so that's, that was a long, I mean, my mama went through a lot. She went through a lot. And that just makes me think, like, I'm so sad that she was, I mean, I was so young when she passed, too. So yeah. I never would have gotten into those kinds of conversations with her. Mm -hmm. So it just makes me think, like, it's more important for you and I to have this kind of conversation now. And that's why I'm, like, recording it. And, you know, like, someday your grandchildren will be listening to this. How cool is that? <laughs> and I like it. I Yeah, like, I want to be able to pass on this information and... You know, what What was it like for them? And they're going to feel like, oh, that was so long ago. And things are so different now, right? Like, Because I'm like asking you about my grandma's birth and I'm, their birth experiences. And I'm just like, were they all at home? Like, I don't even know, like, what was, you know, society like, especially living in Mexico and growing up where you did. Yeah. Like, I just don't even know what to expect. So, like, to have heard that from her would have been super cool. I forgot to mention that when I was already like getting trained in the delivery room and all those things. The people in the town, me being 15 or 16 years old, people will know that I was learning those things and they will come to get me for a delivery. No! <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I'm not a nurse. I'm not a practitioner. I'm not any. Right. But they're like, you're better than but, us. Yeah, like, can you come and help us? Because she's the baby's about to be born and we don't know what to do. So <laughs> I will come and help. But I, I'm glad there was very um, safe uh, delivery and no complications. But I try my best. And wow. I, I assisted like two, two of the deliveries with my my mom's friends and um and that was that was crazy but i was popular by giving injections and in <laughs> <laughs> that in the home in the town in the little town yeah people knew me and um i don't know i liked i liked it so much and i was the place i was working at um getting paid like when i got the, the, the my first job mm-hmm. There were three nurses that probably they were like um, late fifties. One was like late sixties. Mari, she was a really nice nurse, and she used to tell me all these stories about the hospital and about things that happened in the hospital and things that you could. She was funny when she used to talk about ghosts in the hospital and mm-hmm. the um um whatever she could tell me she will tell me every time the same stories, but she was nice uh, when I didn't when I didn't when I work when I used to work like three to eleven and I didn't um want to go home or I didn't have a way to go home because I had to take a taxi or get somebody to come pick me up at 11 she will take me to her house to spend the night and um that was nice that was nice of her to just bring me to her house and feed me (laughs) and then in the morning I could just leave to Mm -hmm. to home but um yeah I had to work like a morning um evening and night and um Weekends, it was like um, a 48-hour weekend that I had to stay in the hospital. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and we we had, like, um, just deliveries whenever, um, day or night or whenever. So sometimes uh, we'll be kind of slow or sometimes we'll, we'll be busy. So I was the one uh, admitting the patients. Um like giving enemas right away. Mm-hmm. That was like um, one of the first things, and then preparing them for the delivery. Um, bring it was like um, like a big um, um, multi bed room. That um, we we had two of those in. Hardly ever we will fill the filled up the room. Sometimes we'll have four patients. Sometimes six and that was I mean that was not a busy place um we had a one time we had a baby that was premature and we kept the baby in the incubator for a few days and um the family was very grateful that we were taking care of the baby and um baby got to go home and this family used to come and bring stuff for us, like um, just 
whatever they could think of. Um, just being grateful. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that that was uh, mostly um, a doctor that used to come to uh, do the deliveries. But if the doctor was not available, then the nurses were um, the ones doing it, like um, what they call them parteras. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they call them here. Um, but that's that's how it was. Like they will deliver the babies, and um, my part was to take care of the baby. Like I don't know how I did it, but I was lucky that the babies were born healthy mm-hmm. so i would just um, aspirate the flames and wipe them wipe the blood and fluids and stuff but i'm uh, just thinking of those things i mean here they have a pediatrician they have um respiratory they have right. um all this trained personnel to take care of the baby and over there was just the two of us Wow. With, um, well, the nurse taking care of the mom and I was taking care of the baby. And oh, my gosh. We made it to a lot. It was, I mean, we were, that was the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I got a lot of experience. And I was there until I got married and. That was it. I stopped working. And so you met my dad, and then you got married, and yeah. then, like, right after you got pregnant. At 17. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At 17. I was 17 years old when I got married. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got pregnant with my sister, my older sister, Carmelina. Yeah. And what was your pregnancy like? So what was your pregnancy like? Where were you living? What was all that? Um, it was, I remember the only thing I, I used to notice, like when I was pregnant, when I found out I was pregnant is um that I will get mm, nauseated with um like oil. Mm. Like when I was going to cook or something like for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the only thing that upset my stomach. But other than that, it was fine. I never had any issues. I remember going to the doctor and just, I think I went once, got prenatals. And then I didn't go until I got here when I was already like, what, seven months old, pregnant. So tell me about deciding to, not deciding, I guess, just the move from Mexico because you became pregnant in Mexico. Yeah. And then my dad was already traveling here to the to the States. When we got married, we he bought a house, so we were just in that house for a few months when he decided that he wanted to come over here to work and um I never thought about me coming here I thought oh he's gonna go and work and then I never even knew of people coming to the United States to work and um and move over here so I never even 
had it in my mind to to move to the, the United States. Mm-hmm. So he he came here when I think it was September. He we got married in June. So it was just a few months after that he decided to come over here. And he started working right away. And then he said, "Okay, I'm going to I'm going to send for you or you're going to come over." And the um wife of uh, his friend, he she was coming also. So um December um they um, planned the whole thing so we could um, travel to the to Tijuana together and then um, come through the through the what is it called the line the line so I didn't know anything about coming illegal or legal I was just doing what I was told so right he said um just uh, do whatever they ask you and you'll be fine so um we came in um this uh, big uh trailer mm-hmm. the guy um that was driving it he said well when we cross and they ask anything, you don't say anything. I'm just going to say, you're my wife. Okay. So that's how I came through the, through the line. Uh-huh. Um, knowing stories of people coming to the United States um, after, you know, after I was already here, um, I can say that um, coming through was very easy for me very safe for you very safe i wasn't i i mean i didn't have to walk um as other people talk about it like they their stories are very sad and scary Mm -hmm. um so i was happy that it was done that way so we made it through and um, I came probably took about two days because we spent the day in um, San Isidro and the next day they brought us all over and that's that's how I that's how I came here <laughs> yeah and so you were pregnant traveling from Zacatecas to LA basically where did you guys end up? Was it in Compton then? Oh yeah, that's where your dad and Tia Mari was renting mm-hmm. a house. And yeah, we were living in Compton. And my Tia was pregnant too at the same time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like thinking about it now. She it's was like, a oh, yeah. month ahead of me. Right. Yeah. Exactly a month ahead of you because now we know uh, <laughs> their birthdays are exactly a month apart. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you feel when you got here then? Everything was different. People was... The, people, the, they look different. I knew very little English. So I could listen to conversations like in the market or 
clinic or whatever I go and I will pick a few words but I didn't know I couldn't understand much of it so it was a lot different yeah I liked it I liked the the city I mean it looked nice so I started going to the clinic for my prenatal and um well, I had to um, do it on my own because you had to work and Tia Mari had to work. So I don't even remember how I had to. I mean, I think he he brought me a few times because he had different schedule. Like he could work late, start, start going to, I mean, work late. They had people that could um, translate and for a few of my prenatals. Mm. Um, so after that, it was just my delivery um, was in uh, Martin Luther King Hospital. Mm-hmm. So when I was already in, on, in labor, that was, um, I started early on the 20th of March um, my my sister-in-law Mari Tia Mari um, she already had a baby so the baby was like a month old mm-hmm. and she couldn't come with me because she had to take care of her baby your dad had to work so they just brought me to the hospital and they just left me there oh my God. I was there all day in labor with these people that didn't speak any Spanish <laughs> and I didn't know English. Mm-hmm. They could say dolor, dolor, um, yeah, mucho dolor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it. Dolor is pain, if you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole day until maybe around eight they gave me the spinal but it was going through a lot of pain and the baby was not ready to be born so even with a with a spinal I could still feel the pain and around 11 they say oh you're ready you're dilated enough to to deliver so I was still by myself and she was born close to midnight mm. so I was I was um, in labor and I mean on the delivery table and um, but she finally she was born close to midnight and uh, they brought me to my room and they said we're gonna keep the baby so you can rest oh yeah I said oh, that's good I went to to sleep for a little while and then I wanted to go to the bathroom and me being the strong Mexican woman <laughs> got up on my own 
to the bathroom. And when I was getting up, I fainted. Mm. <laughs> and I hit my forehead. And um, they found me there. I don't know how long after. <laughs> because I lost a lot of blood. So I was weak. So they brought me to my bed and they raised the the side rails. Uh-huh. And you don't get up until no. you call somebody. Oh no. <laughs> but I I didn't understand what, you know, the instructions were, so I just got up. Yeah. Um So yeah, after that they I think I didn't see my baby until in the morning. I mean, I saw her when she was born. And mm-hmm. um, and then I had her with me for a little bit. And then they took her. <sighs> my little gordita. <laughs> <laughs> she was almost nine pounds. Oh, my God. Big girl. Yeah. Yeah. To be my first baby, she was big. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you remember how far along you were when you went into labor with her? <sighs> I think I, I was over. Oh, really? Like, uh-huh, I was overdue um, more than a week. I think I was more than 41 weeks. And um, that's... Um, that's, I don't know. They well, they say because being the first baby and because she was big, it was a a long um, labor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was it like to be on the other end of that? When your experiences with birth had always been, you know, helping and yeah. cleaning the babies and taking care of the babies. What was it like to now be the patient? And especially, oh my God, in such a foreign environment and not, you know, being able to speak your native language with anyone and tell them what you're really feeling. What was all that like for you? It was, in a way, very sad being by myself. And, um, well, being by myself, I mean, like, going through labor and going through all that. Without um, anyone by your side. Without, yeah. And also, like, not being able to communicate because I don't remember. Um, well, all, all I remember is walking and having pain all day. Walking and having pain. Um, and the nurses, there was nobody that will speak Spanish. Nobody. So, I, I couldn't communicate what was, how I was feeling or how, you know, like if I needed something, I couldn't ask. Like if I wanted even to eat some, because I don't, I didn't eat anything through the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still, I was on, in labor, I, I was not um, able to eat or anything, but like having, drinking water or anything, I couldn't um, ask and I was not even over. <laughs> So it was rough, like you cannot even express yourself. And um, it was hard to, um, to, to, to communicate, to tell people, you know, like, um, 
I feel in this or I want this. It was just like like living a um, nightmare, like going through something that you don't want to remember. Like, mm-hmm. well, finally, when she was born, I was so thankful. I was like praying that, thanking God to help me, you know, through the delivery and for her to be born safe and um, I was so exhausted that I even though I wanted to keep her I didn't mind that they offer <laughs> to take her mm-hmm. and take care of her but yeah it's, it's hard it was hard it was difficult sad experience <laughs> it is really sad I'm sorry At this point in the interview, my mom and I had to take a break. She was feeling really heavy, basically, from everything that she had just unpacked. She hadn't really spoken about a lot of this at all, really, and now she's sharing it with all of you. It's important that we have these conversations with our parents or whoever is able to give us this information. and. If you're not in a position to do that, keep in mind that you're going to have children, if you don't already, who will have questions and want to know more. And how beautiful will it be for you to actually answer those questions and provide them something that they can pass on? I hope you enjoyed this episode and tune in next week to hear the rest of my mom's story. Clearly, we haven't gotten to the part where she has me or my little sister. So, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, review, all the fun things. You can follow me on Instagram at birthandstuffpod, as well as TikTok, birthandstuffpod. Bye until next time.